Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hi! Hello! Um, yeah, no, it's me. Yeah, okay. Hi. Okay, so it's, yeah. <laughs> Ready to Woo. talk? Yeah, um... Like, I don't even know how to do this, but... Well, you know, yeah, go ahead. Let's try. Let's try to talk about <laughs> what is the Tano now. Ooh, oh, man. Okay, this this is... This is... Where? Where do we start? Because the Tano was a little all over the place this week. I think a good place to start was with the Peter and Mike showdown. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love how Sonny's just like, I don't like you. Like, he, I like that. You know, that that Sonny part of him is still there to just call him as he sees him. But I like how quickly he put that all together. Like, I think I think this Peter guy knows who I am. Yes, and like, obviously we know that Peter is not going to say it. But when he said, uh, yes, I know who you are. And then he like does the whole, oh, but Nina always chooses guys like you. I'm like, oh, you're such a little poop. <laughs> Well, because you want it, like, it's just because we don't know how it's going to come out. And it's just like, as the week progressed, it looks like a lot of people may have a reason to show up there. So, and especially with the wedding happening tomorrow, which is bizarre (laughs) to me, because last week we talked about the wedding, we're like, oh, so much could happen between now and the wedding. And it's just like, so the wedding is going to happen tomorrow in air quotes, which is essentially, I think, 14 days away. Right? So it's like, okay, so time is weird there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're getting married September 17th. And then today I actually had to rewind to hear Sam say like, okay, so tomorrow is the big day. And I'm like, this is going to be the longest day of life. Right? For the next two two (laughs) weeks, we're just going to be living one day. I'm assuming how this is going to work. But back to Mike. And Peter, so she walked in and was like, no, put the bat down. I'll get it out of here. (laughs) You know, that's her. her. I love, like, the level of crazy is Peter and then Nina showing up and saying, I'm like, this is fantastic. (laughs) It it, it was, like, I actually enjoy, I'm enjoying this level of crazy. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people are annoyed with the storyline and annoyed with, with Nina, but, like, I am very fascinated by her actions right and and no need to kind of correct it right like it's just it's like her handling of this and her version of being I guess good in air quotes is is bizarre so first she gets Peter out of the way she does a relatively decent job delivering whatever lies she's got to do to get him to say Lucia so he's gone, and she thinks that's all resolved. And then when she runs back into Mike, like, obviously you expect her to be, like, disoriented and shocked and, like, relieved and all this stuff. And, like, oh, my gosh, I almost got caught. But I, I guess I didn't expect her to settle back in. Like, every time a close call happens, like, be it Maxie or Trina or even just Peter, I find, like, she, she just turns around and doubles down even more and it's shocking, <laughs> given the circumstances. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Like, it's like, okay, does Sunny have that draw, like, that much of a draw? Like, she makes out with him, and she says something really cheesy, like, something about, like, we're the only two people in the world. Or... <gasps> yeah. 
that caught my attention because I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, you One, are Nixon Falls, and two, <laughs> Nixon Nixon Falls is a product of your imagination. Of course, it's just the two of you because this is what it feels like. So that's the whole problem. When and I'm fast forwarding a little bit, and we could rewind in a minute. But when Sunny like Sunny Mike Smike declares his love, I'm like, dude, <laughs> you met like one lady, like one, one since you were like reborn, and she talks to you like it's a all brand it new takes, human. Val, it's all it takes. <laughs> yeah, and everything's gonna be okay now. Like that's what's weird about her. She's giving him mixed signals, oh, right? Because she's mm-hmm. all like, oh, like everything's gonna be okay now. No one's gonna <laughs> find us, and then it's like we're the only two people in the world. And then she finally gets the guy. Okay, this is what I find funny. On their mm-hmm. date, when the spill happens and she grabs the club soda, I love how immediately I have these, like, snap judgments. And mm-hmm. often what happens is that the show comes back with the rationale. So I could no longer poke fun, which sucks. <laughs> but, like, when I saw her with the club soda, I'm like, you expect me to believe that an heiress knows how to treat a stain. And then she makes the point of saying, I learned this at Crimson because I got a job at one point. It's my first job I ever had in my life because um, I was in a coma for 20 years. You don't know how to do a stain. Like, that's just how I feel. I was caught up on that. I'm like, between being rich and marrying a doctor, okay, and him having an affair and being in a coma for 20 years, I don't see how you would have learned anything about stains. But anyway, more happened. <laughs> but it also reminds me, no, but like, legit, what you're saying reminds me of the fact that, yes, she wasn't a coma for 20 years and she's still a fairly new human when it comes to making the right decision for things. <laughs> yeah, so we can blame it as being like, she's kind of in her 20s, okay? So we get excused. Oh boy, okay. So I did not do this in my 20s, but anyways, so then... <laughs> I loved the symbolism of the watch. Like, time is, like, a ticking time bomb. Like, legit gets caught in there. Then she has, like, oh, man, she sees the engravement. Like, dude, you talk to Maxie. You talk about Wiley. You know that there's people that miss him, yet this watch, (laughs) this symbolism of this watch, he stopped her in her tracks. But I also love the comedy that they're putting yeah. into the Tanner, right? Because they're they're making fun of themselves, and I find yeah. it funny. And so that's the thing. Like, the watch gets stuck in her hair, and she's like, what's happening? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, everyone watching exactly. this is asking the exact same question because – it's you know what I mean it's not so much that okay they're finally kissing it's more like how are you finally kissing after what happened with Peter like that's the shocking part right because it's like look like that's the point they're they're they've been isolated in a town with no one else to date we expect them to get together (laughs) between Lenny and Phyllis being like do it do it so it's like it's fine right so it's like you want to make out all that stuff it's expected I think the shocking element was the context in which it finally happened you're like what and like you said how could there not have been a million reminders of his past or all of that like you saw Carly, you saw Michael at a gravesite, you're literally hanging out with Wiley, your grandson, you FaceTimed him with Carly in the background <laughs> at the Tano, <laughs> Trina stopped by, Jax came and saw him, um, again, Maxi Peter showed up, like so many things things happen like you're friends with Ava, you know her daughter lost her father, like there couldn't be any more reminders of what she's doing and who Sunny is connected to. So, mm-hmm. so you're correct in being like, 
but the watch is what got you. Right? Okay. And then the whole talk about, like, you need to figure out who you are. So, one, obviously, there's no internet in at the Tano or in that town. Second, like, there's been so many comments about um, Carly and Jason's wedding announcement being plastered everywhere. Like, I kind of thought Sonny would come across it in the newspaper because, obviously, he doesn't know how to use the internet and see her picture and have at least a reaction. Not a memory, but, like, a reaction to the picture. Well, you got to be able to recognize that hair. And also, Mel, there's right? still time. There's 14 days in a day, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, so Nina gives this big speech. Like, I know it's not logical, but, like, logical would be, like, I took a picture of you and put it on the internet and this is what came up here all of it is ridiculous because oh, I, know. <laughs> I know but like what, what, that's also what was shocking right because in this world this is nina being a good person she's like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. crap your watch mike was Ew. your dad and he died this is this is we shouldn't and then she's like, you should research who you are. But that's her version of being good. And it's like, what do you mean have him research who he is? You want to to kind of drop breadcrumbs for him to find mm -hmm. out that you knew? Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Like, everyone's going to hate you. But if you th th imagine, this is her version of love. Like, she's in yeah. love with Mike. Like, this, this is her being in love with someone. So it's just like, it, I find it so weird. It's like, you know, it's the, it's basically the opposite of ripping off a Band-Aid. You're saying, because like, right now she's living Throw in this. Throw some dirt on it. Right? Like, right now she's all like living on borrowed time, right? That's yes. sort of the theme. Like, we don't know how long mm -hmm. we'll have. Will you remember? Even though people are constantly coming from Port Charles to Nixon Falls. And so now, instead of ripping off the Band-Aid when your conscience is getting the better part of you, you're just like, no, no, no. Let's rip it off slowly. Start doing research real <laughs> slow <laughs> about the town, who lived there, and let's see how this goes. Like, it was just so ridiculous. But good. That's what I mean. This is why I'm yes. fascinated. I am fascinated by all of her terrible decisions. She is like the representation of like the worst impulses. And this is why I'm loving this because while it might be frustrating for some to see for me, I'm like, I can't wait to see how people are going to react to this because it's stunning for us. Right. And we've been in right. it like we've been in it like for almost a year and I am still stunned at her choices so could you imagine all those people hearing it one shot oh my god okay so and when you say that it just makes me think of ultimately who i i think her perfect partner would be is Jax. because all of those things that you described it's like he jumps to make a decision he thinks like the outcome is better than how he gets to it like they're so friggin well matched i never thought that before well, I didn't think so until right now, because when you said, you know, who's a perfect match, like after just going through Nina's decision making and then Jack's putting his decision making on display this mm -hmm. week, you're like, perfect. But I think to her, like, he's super boring and she's so past it. <laughs> but on paper. Well, okay, the thing is, he's going to be possibly her only friend coming out of this. That's so gross because I could see him right. positioning himself like that. Like he's so desperate and he's constantly inserting himself places where people are like, no thanks. And that's <laughs> how I feel it's going to be, right? Because I do think if everything blows up in her face, of course, Nina is going to feel vulnerable because yeah. I don't really know. That's why, like, I was so shocked when Jax went to Ava because I'm like, yeah. 
what is the goal here? Because like, first I was wondering, what is your perception of Ava? Ava is in fact Nina's friend, but you do understand that like Ava still loves her daughter, right? Like Sunny's not around and the woman is still making arrangements with Carly because that's what she feels is best for her daughter, right? Mm -hmm. And she doesn't like that her daughter is mourning her father at all, especially soon after losing her grandfather. So, like, that's why I was so, like, what, what, like, how are you inserting Ava into all this? Because she's supposed to be living town. And we know that people supposed to be living town wind up in Nixon Falls. So that's (laughs) why I was concerned. I was concerned because I thought Ava was going to go there. And I'm like, what kind of position is that putting her in? Because I don't know if she's really going to be there for Nina. So that's sort of the weird part is that Nina might be vulnerable and desperate enough to welcome somebody's willingness to be there for her but it's going to be really sickening because like again Jax doesn't see the difference between like blackmail or basically anything bad it's just like oh it's leverage yeah you use leverage to get things you want and it's just going to be gross because I could sort of see that happening but remember we spoke last week that the only way that Jax could redeem himself at this point is if he brings home a sunny (sighs) that's the thing (laughs) He is without like a code, right? That like, he is so without a code Mm -hmm. that it's hard to understand. Cause even Johnny, he was, he was walking by and he's like, what's his angle? I'm like, that's the thing. I have no idea because he's obsessed with Nina and he's painting it as I'm concerned about what Nina's doing. We know he doesn't care for Sunny. You know what I mean? Like right now, does it make a difference to him? Whether Carly, cause now he knows it's not about whether Sunny's in the picture or not. Carly's in this life and he doesn't like it. So it's the thing, like, I don't really know what Sunny means to him at this point. Like, I've, I, I literally don't even know what Jax would do. I don't know if Jax would feel compelled to rat her out. I think somehow, like, from what I've come to see of Jax, it's about leveraging whatever it is that he wants and thinks is best. So he wanted what he wanted for Nina, which was visitation with Wiley. So he basically leveraged his relationship with Michael. You know, he thought he was doing the best for Joss. So he basically did something horrible to Carly and broke that relationship too. So Mm -hmm. right now, I think the only real way to understand Jax is for him to figure out what he thinks is doing the best. And I think doing the best is minimizing the damage that Nina is doing. So I think it's about somehow protecting her. But he obviously thinks Sunny is alive. And how gross yeah. is that? You're going to go up to Ava where it would matter to her if Sunny was alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she has a heart, right? She's ha- she, she, like she's, exper- she's basically living out this story of grief. So she understands that. So somebody in her life, you know, even if it's Carly, she wouldn't want Carly to... Ex- that's how Ava is, I find. She's very practical. And she wouldn't want her or Michael or any of those people to be grieving if not possible right I think she would think beyond just Avery when it comes to Sunny that's oh, what I yeah. think about Ava right absolutely uh, well at the end of that whole scene with Jackson Ava I was almost wondering like is she gonna follow him but then he's like fire up the jet but I thought like the Tana was like three hours away yeah he flew there last time too because he's so rich and fancy um, everybody on their jets. Who knows what will happen when he gets up in the air, though, considering what we saw Ooh. this week. Oh, but, damn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what did you think of Ava walking off? Because I'm like, what is she doing, right? Because she was initially leaving there. And yes. we know that wherever she's walking to is the back. And she seems suspicious. So I thought she was about to go to her phone to kind of warn Nina, you may have a stalker heading your way. Um, so when I saw her walk in the back, I was actually wondering if she was going to do something like 
shut the lights, lock the door, like something to maybe stop Jax. Cause like she stomped off. She did. And that's, <clears throat> and that's why I wasn't sure. Like, if, is she going to follow him? Is she going to try to get there before him? Because she knows he's going to take a fancy jet. Like there's something obviously that she saw beyond what he was asking. I feel like, I feel like she has a gut feeling about something, but she doesn't yeah. know what it is. So we shall see, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So, yeah, so Nina is screwed because Peter's not gone forever. Right? No. So, <laughs> so what I loved was Liesl. I just like how, because, like, we know what Liesl's doing, but I like how, like, sneaky and covering her tracks. I liked watching her doing that and putting stuff yes. in motion, right? Like, going to Anna, hey, what you doing <laughs> to find Peter? You know, the whole, like, wanting him dead or alive. Like, I love that whole thing. Yes, love it so much. Because it's like they're playing on that. I love their friendship. So I thought it was really neat that we got to see that conversation. But I got really mad when Lucy overheard stuff. Because I was like, what's Ugh. going on there? Because mm -hmm. she says some pretty ridiculous things. It's like, where do you get off running up to Scott, right? Like, you cheat on Kevin with Scott yep. and you still didn't choose Scott. Yeah. So like, again, where have you been to, but you it, know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because he's dated someone because he went from Bobby and then Liesl. So like, where have you been? Well, it's like when we saw the evolution of Ava, but nobody else was really seeing it. It took them time. And it's like Lucy is stuck and all she sees is the old Obrick. And if she really did care for Scott, she would care that he's happy, not who he's with. She's come a long way. Well, I think you would be his friend. That's not being a friend, yelling at people all the right? time so they could do what you want or show that you disapprove was annoying. But then when she started saying crap, like this could be the death of you or some sort of thing of like an impending doom, I was like, oh, please don't. Because I honestly didn't think anything was going to happen, right? I Me thought, too. you know, I thought we were going to get to see the whole St. Lucia adventures. And I thought, you know, Scott would clumsily get roped into another crime with Liesl. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. But considering all of the chatter this week and how many times they mentioned Victor, it became clear that he probably wasn't so dead and was behind the whole like plane thing because it would have been too smart for Peter to have figured out Obrecht was after him kind of a thing. Like, I was, okay, so the first thing is, I'm like, okay, who's this fancy kidnapper who puts her in snazzy clothes in a beautiful room? Like, weird. And then when he said, um, because you're in love with Scott, she's like, yeah, but I don't understand. Like, I love that they had to explain it a couple times because she was asking what I was asking. Like, why now? Like, seriously, you've been waiting all this time until I fall in love with somebody? What about all that time I was single? <laughs> that is so true. But also, what was up with that room that people kept sneaking <laughs> up behind her? Oh, my God. I thought about you so badly because I'm like, this one's thinking about the logistics and if there's another door and why are they standing yeah. behind do, her and do, why did they come to the side? <laughs> do you know what I wrote? I'm like, is there a legit miss? Is there an entire wall missing? Because that's, that's the only explanation that she's unaware that she's in a three-wall room. And you could just walk the, uh, just behind you because it's like she's at the door and people just keep sneaking up behind her in a way that makes no sense at all. Because I'm like, why are you trying to get out that door when it's clear people keep sneaking in from somewhere else? <laughs> like, keep your guard up, women. Like, oh my god not to mention how awkward it was when he was trying to get her to hear his heart yes! i was like what is going on 
This is weird. This is so weird. Oh my God, super weird. So like, I don't understand because it just, when it came out of nowhere, yes, we heard his name, but I'm like, how is he going to be reintroduced? And this is just like, I can't even grasp how this is going to work out and how, then I keep trying to picture like a family dinner with like Victor and Nicholas and Spencer (laughs) with their voices. Like, it's just, like, because you're right, like, why now? So just, like, when her life is happening and she's like, I got to go save Nina, he's like, I want to be together now. Like, it, like there's no other, no other motive. No, apparently, just, no. Just your classic hard to get to lethal <laughs> kidnapping. I don't even know what you would call such a scenario. Um, but she's not flattered. <laughs> That's all I can you, really say. Like, you about a that. Huntington's convention to get her oh, to yeah, go on a plane so you can worse. kidnap her like what the actual ass yeah no 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 that was pretty intense when I found out that conference wasn't real I was like oh so this was really planned because it was a bizarre plane situation right she's all like huh? let me go check the pilot and Scott's like nah <laughs> even if even if he did have a heart attack <laughs> who cares <laughs> sit down apparently <laughs> drink your wine <laughs> gosh I was literally scared I was like what like you're not gonna die and does Lucy have visions now that Olivia Uh. no longer has like lots happening there and it just like I don't know now I don't know I guess now Peter might just have a chill time in St. Lucia I don't know Okay, so he'll have a chill time but the whole let's like go back to Scott proclaiming his sort of love I thought yeah. I already loved her. Like, what is with that? I think I love you. BS. Yeah, no, I think my answer would be like, you think or you know? Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so it looked like Jordan and all of them had figured out what went down relatively quickly. Okay, so mm-hmm. right now it looks like this was a bigger plot. Someone's taken Liesl and she may not be dead. So that's like a plus side that people are understanding what's happening at such a fast pace. What I didn't like was them bursting into Scott's room, accusing him of, of like, knowing this. I was like, what is wrong with you guys? Right? I, like, I just, I don't understand them sometimes, but I thought it was kind of funny. And just to play on the fact that we always make fun of them not being able to solve things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So that was great for me. (laughs) But my favorite line came from Scott when, like, um, he says, it's going to take more than a fall to break this Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was my line, too. I'm going to check that off. Done and done. (laughs) Also kind of interesting is that he's, like, the tie between Brit and Elizabeth. Because, right? Because it's, like, obviously he's not Brit's stepdad or anything of the sort, but it is her brother's boyfriend. But he is Elizabeth's fake dad. And he's possibly, you know, Brit's fake dad eventually. And I just love yeah. the fact that she had to ask, are you just hooking up with my mom? <laughs> I thought she knew it was real. But, I mean, even Scott just said, I think I love you. So I don't think anybody knew for sure. Like, yes, they were happy. Yes, they were hanging out. But nobody knew how long term this thing was going to be. Oh, I love it. because I, I, But I do feel poor guy. Like, he keeps saying how much he loves her. And it's really cute. And it seems like everyone's just finding out that it's real. Like, by everyone's reaction, everyone's like, oh, okay. Like, finding out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, like, my favorite reaction with that whole situation in the hospital was when Britt walked into the room. And she said to Scott, um, I came to see you just in case we need to keep our story straight. So I know really that was so side. good. Yes. Yes. I love, love that. It. And I liked Elizabeth when she went to go see him too. Okay. So let's talk about that. 
Okay. Well, because he falls in the campground, <laughs> like from yeah. the sky. Okay. Yeah. So when that whole thing happens, I was like, this is, I don't know where this is going. Okay. Because this is a camping trip with three adults and two children. <laughs> I'm not sure about this ratio. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like, okay. like Chase's life has been decimated, but they're like, you know what? Our love is blossoming. Why don't you just babysit our children? I mean, he seemed to enjoy it. Yes. Okay. You took the words out of my mouth. He is like a giant child and he's just so jovial and happy. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, let's do this thing. So that was a good thing because apparently this camping trip was about wilderness times um, between Finn and Elizabeth. Like, didn't he, didn't he say something super forward? Like, come over here. Come to me. I no, well, I don't I thought it was so funny because Elizabeth, like being a mom, I thought it was really cute that she said, let me in your blankie. I know. Like, I was just like, you guys, uh, you guys, you're making me uncomfortable. I remember last week when, when like Finn found out about like the whole cheating thing with Willow and Michael. It was all like, but he was your best bud. And it's like, yeah, man, that's like. Sister, right? Yeah, like they're they're getting cozy, and that's the thing. Like everything is intertwined because they talk. Like so, when Sam and Dante and Anna sat down (laughs) to join this conversation, (laughs) um, they went. They basically gave us a whole recap of the whole Creighton Clark, the whole explosion when Victor died, and how Victor tends to own facilities to keep supposedly dead people. So it's, just, <laughs> so it's like, so I mean, look, they're pointing to the fact that whatever prison is happening is probably Victor. Yes. Because he was part of the original switch that had captured <laughs> true that yeah. sucks right like you can't get away from him you know like to be captured two times oh that's brutal like right that's seriously brutal that sucks to be removed from your life twice anyway Sad. so yeah, yeah it is it is but like all these stories are intertwined because even when like sam was like to curtis like yeah so sorry i'm gonna go hunt for my dead ex like I'll catch up with you later about hated, but it's like they're all the same place. Like everyone's heading to the same place. Like it's all connected, yes, right? Victor yes. has Liesel. Victor owns the thingy. Um, yes. like Drew's there. Hayden is probably locked in a room, and then you have like Curtis gets that lead, and we know that his contact at Creighton Clark is Phyllis. Yes. Right. So this is, like, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with this contact or who that person is, but again, like I just figured, okay, well now you're setting up the possibility of Dante and Sam heading to Nixon falls to the one location, the Tano or Phyllis's. Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm just like, how is this going to come out? Because if Jax is there, it's not the same, right? Because it's it's just not the same as if Sam went, right? Because Sam is is would not at all be inclined to not tell anyone. Right? She would do the right thing, whereas as with Dante, kind of right? Right. Exactly. So that's why it's like I'm not really sure how this is gonna come out for real. And with the whole wedding being 14 days a day away, <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure what to make of all of this. Well, yeah, I don't either, honestly. There and just you talk about common threads made me think about um, the common thread with Finn and Elizabeth are bodies, apparently. Bodies falling. Oh, wow. 
that's a nice theme to a relationship. Bodies. Well, Bodies. you know. Not on yeah. each other yet. But, but oh my god, that's, real, but that's really specific though. You're correct. <laughs> there are bodies that are just dropping and rolling. Okay, how can I forget this? Okay, so in a week where everyone returns, yes. so does Wyatt. Okay, so like or I Charles wasn't watching Reiner. when so you're gonna have to give me. I a was background. shocked. Okay, so basically when I'm watching this scene. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know why that child is constantly alone in the forest, but whatever. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. Like, when I saw him, I freaked out because Aww. obviously in the whole Peter storyline, like, like a Boy Scout walked in who didn't actually save him, right? He mm-hmm. untied the knot, then tied it back because he didn't, he was like afraid. Anyways, but that happened. <laughs> and then and then we see him again being Wyatt, trying to get badges and crap, and then making reference <laughs> to getting the the badge for knots. So I just thought it was so hilarious that they actually did this. Wow. Like okay, I can't I can't even believe how funny it was that you would go back, find this child who got thrown into, like, this weird kidnapping scene and was in his own la-la land of, like, my badges. I'm a scout, <laughs> you know, in the face. Like, it was such an interesting contrast. And then they did it again, and that's what makes it funny and bizarre. It's like you have this extreme situation, and then you have this kid who's like, yeah, oh, can I undo that knot, please? Like, it was just so funny, but I was so shocked that that was a thing and that happened. Like, I would actually love to know what is the backstory there and why they felt compelled to pull him back in. Well, exactly. And then he made his way to Port Charles with Obrick's necklace, you know, which I thought was really nice. Unsupervised once again. Uh, right? So he walks in, you know, he finds Brett. He's like, oh, my God, the picture is you. So, like, he had lines. He made it to poor Charles. Like, where is this going? I mean, nowhere, probably. But it's just, <laughs> why? You know, because I'm just like, who is this kid? Because he did that, right? Because he did that. He was with the Peter storyline. And then he did come back to poor Charles. And I forget how. But I remember people were talking to him at the hospital. Like, who did you see? Where? Because people had, su- had suspected that Peter was kid Because he was kidnapped, right? He went missing Peter at the time. And okay. so people were looking for him. So I remember somebody, and I actually think it might have actually been Finn. Okay. To have heard Wyatt's story and then put together where Peter was. Holy Toledo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Very I interesting. happened. Okay. Look, we got to go back here for a sec. Josh yeah. and the sauce. OMG. Okay. So I was like, yes, the sauce has made a comeback. It was on so many times this week that I literally ate tomato sauce like spaghetti for dinner like I think all week (laughs) (laughs) but I bet it wasn't as good as Sunny's no from Joss's description and her face and reaction and Jax's face and reaction no my sauce that I made myself was not as good as Sunny's (laughs) okay so what did you think was gonna go down right because ages ago Trina gets the sauce and everybody (laughs) wondered what happened to it okay it was a big mystery So then, out of nowhere, Joss wants to cook for her dad. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. I didn't understand until Trina brought up the sauce. And then it was like, oh, my gosh, it's going down. (laughs) Who knew knew that sauce has such a big role in a storyline? Right? And so then she has a sauce, is overcome with grief. (laughs) Yes. Tells her father it's crazy, Mm -hmm. right? And he's like, "Mm, I don't know. And doesn't say (laughs) that 
he saw a cowboy sunny in Nixon Falls. Doesn't even say. Isn't that insane? So Jax yes. is there and he's all like, wow, huh, so sunny is alive. That's it. That's, it. That's, his, that's his whole reaction to the whole thing. <laughs> and then he calls Trina to say she's, he's going to invest in the song. <laughs> he couldn't even. I was just like saying, you know, like I'm a venture capitalist. I'm like, you're a douche. Like, what is wrong? <laughs> like, I mean, you already know where they got the saws, but right. whatever, whatever. So he's like really investigating and he wants to like talk to all of Sonny's baby mamas without mm-hmm. telling them what he's doing. But it was funny having him list out all of his, I guess you could say, bad decisions to Alexis and watching her react to the utter stupidity that she was hearing. I love their scene together. Like, she, it's just her brutal honesty. I mean, she has nothing to hold back. And I, yeah, her facial expression was everything in those scenes. Like, I liked, I liked that at the end, she knew that whatever they talked about, he was probably going to go do more dumb stuff is what she yeah. alludes to at the end. Yep. I, I didn't even understand like, like, because he tried to describe the Nina situation in a super vague way. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what an interesting interpretation, right? Because the reality is like, oh my gosh, Alexis, Christina's dad like isn't dead. <laughs> but his version of the story is my friend might be making a real bad decision right now. <laughs> hiding a dead guy. <laughs> Falling like, in love with him, calling him her boyfriend. <laughs> oh my god, her boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I, like, I was just like, wow. Like, you're so far gone, Jax. And to top it off, the conversation he had with Joss, like when she was bringing up whatever animosity she's noticed between him and Carly, he tries to kind of be like, all right, well, since you brought it up, let me slowly test the waters and try to explain that your mother is horrible for you. Okay. And he tries, but it's just not going to work. Like, you know what I mean? That's why like Carly doesn't care because he's like, try, try saying all the things you're saying to me, to Jocelyn and see how she reacts. Okay. Just because you're talking about reactions. So Mike's reaction to Peter, friggin' hilarious. Could you like, he's not going to recognize Jax, but what do you, what do you think he's going to say about him? <laughs> like, okay. So so with Elijah, he just figured he was, like, lying and scheming, right? It had an right. ulterior motive. With Peter, he's, like, so creepy. I feel like what you're going to notice with the Jax guy, like, how he's going to see him <laughs> is annoying. You're going to notice him <laughs> probably describing him more as, like, annoying. Like, what's his deal? Like, like, an like that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be, like, Mike's perspective of this Jax man. I can't wait. This Jax man was pretty funny. Um, but I can't wait to hear, like, just his description, how he's going to tell Phyllis about this new character coming into their bar. It's, it's, it's going to be... It's it's gonna be something. But okay, I will say this. When Jax was talking to Joss about like her life and she was giving all this description of like the bodyguards and she's used yeah. to it and Cam's good with it, I just thought it'd be funny down the line if there was a storyline about her falling for her bodyguard. I know, I kind of dig that too. Yeah. But I mean that's in ages from now. Well, especially because how many times has she said like I forget what the uh, bodyguard's name is, but he's like, he's young and he's blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Like, he, like, makes exactly. I was like, what? <laughs> That's exactly why I am thinking that. <laughs> well, okay, it would work because, like, let's say Cam ends up with Trina and Spencer's, like, living in La La Land with Esme, as we're going to talk about later. Um, then, you know, Joss would have an opportunity to fall for her bodyguard. 
it would be interesting to see. Oh my God, I forgot to tell you this. So the whole sauce thing, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, they, when they were like obsessing over the cooking, so before they actually mentioned the sauce, part of me was like super weirded out because I didn't know what was happening before my very eyes that I was like, is cooking the new journaling? Like what's happening here? Oh shit. <laughs> and, then, and then obviously I understood like what was going down. Okay. So this was interesting seeing Esme this way. I mean, she's still a creep. She's still a creeper. She's a creeper, but it's hard to understand like what their agreement is because it sounds like she's like, you promised me a, man- a mansion. You promised me living accommodations or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, like what? Because she was saying rational things. Yeah, this is what's absolutely. weird, right? She she preemptively calls Nicholas. And I mean, it's hard to believe that any of this is genuine, right? You're thinking ulterior motive. The only thing we come to understand is that she's high maintenance like Spencer and wants to live at the mansion. But then she genuinely calls Spencer on his crap. Right? Because I was dying when he was saying like when Nicholas was talking and Spencer is just like throwing like sass at him and I'm like dude you're the same person you're like legitimately the same person yeah because he says something like you do what you want in the moment and then you justify it later oh, and I, was yeah, just, yeah. I was I was staring at the screen being like yeah what <laughs> like, <laughs> that's you it's like are you actually bu- like buying into the crap that you're saying and then I love when Esme was talking to him privately and he mm-hmm. said being the the son of Nicholas Cassidine or like the price of being Nicholas Cassidine's son is too high and then I love what she said I wasn't aware you were fielding other offers like <laughs> so I thought that was so funny so I'm like okay I don't know like I really don't know what to make of this and then it occurred to me that when they were having that scene with Trina and Ava and they were saying goodbye to each other and, and like they were expressing what they meant to each other that's when it hit me that like yeah of course what Nick what like Spencer is doing is really messed up mm-hmm. but it's even worse because Spencer will be the reason that Ava was taken from her or the reason they were separated. Oh, yeah. It's going to get real crazy, especially when Esme slipped up and called Kiki Lauren. Yeah, I think Trita picked up on that. Oh, <laughs> uh, heck yeah, because she didn't know. I think, well, I'm not sure if Ava told her about it, but she did at the gallery in that moment. And then Trina had that flashback of, you know, the fact that she re- re-remembered for us about Spencer lying and his timing in town and being Victor. So Trina's going to put it together quick. Yeah, I think it's going to be her to find things out. But I wonder, because like Ava is being really amazing when it comes to Spencer, right? Encouraging her, you know, about Spencer, like not putting her off from him. And I don't know, like I, Trina's obviously going to be hurt when the truth comes out, but I wonder if she's going to let herself get to there or she's going to prefer to believe that it was just Espe which wouldn't make sense because why else would she do it you know what I mean like if not for Spencer being involved in the whole thing I okay so I uh, I kind of see it playing that way but what I would like to see ideally is that everything comes out like Esme work you know her doing it on her own that part but the, everything with Spencer because Spencer has the potential to be somebody great, but like Esme said, we're both high maintenance. What other options do we have than to kind of live this lie, make nice with your father, and live in the lap of luxury? But Spencer needs to learn how to work at Kelly's, work for somebody's love and affection in a real, genuine way, not with getting anything 
uh, material in return. So it's going to be interesting to see his downfall because, like you said, all those things need to happen, right? He needs to rebuild, at least in part, keep the Mm Spencer-isms, but learn to be a better person, kind of like sooner than his dad has or hasn't. Yes, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I can't wait to see how it falls because he's going to have to earn Trina's trust back and, and all of that stuff. And she obviously means a lot to him, but apparently out of sight, out of mind. But anyways, we'll see how that works. So obviously she's sad about the whole Spencer thing, but I think that had she gone to Carly's bachelorette party, it could have been a real good pick. OMG, because the minute, okay, so when Brando was in the elevator talking yep. and then he gets out the elevator, I'm like, it's going down. And like the yeah. whole time, like I'm watching it on my phone because I'm, you know, trying to parent and watch this. And I am dying and cackling and laughing. I was like, what are you watching? What are you watching? I'm trying to hide my screen. <laughs> I was like, the like just like you, the moment he was in the elevator, because they cut to him immediately after Olivia said she got uh-huh. the entertainment. And I was like, oh my gosh, the other job, the other job. And even funnier is like Dante, he's there's just something so amazing about Dante when mm-hmm. he finds something as funny and also when he's flirty and when mm-hmm. he's Dante, when he just sits there in shirts <laughs> or no shirts and dr- like a lot of Dante things are just amazing. And that added mm-hmm. to the whole mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. what about Dante? No, because when you, <laughs> no, because yes. Okay, I had a moment there because I'm like, the nurse's ball's coming up. We know about the stripper situation. Sam made a joke about about him keeping his clothes on. Yes. She, she took his clothes off. I'm like, please, 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 G, please. universe, make him be part please. of the strip show. Please, please, please. Okay, please. we can continue now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but I like that. That was some like flirting. They're like not holding back. She basically no. said, please take your clothes off and let's hang out. Right? And then he's like, gotta go to work. Sorry. But yeah, so the whole Brando thing was hilarious. I love how Dante's like, you know, do what you gotta do for your kid. Go. (laughs) And I was just like, I was cringing because I'm like, he's legit stripping for his family and friends. Yeah. This is so gross. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like this is so cringy. But it was so funny. And what was even funnier Sasha mm-hmm. was so good because her face, right? She did like because everyone else is jumping into like awkward, funny, and their faces, but Sasha's face was perfect. It was like what? <laughs> like just utter shock. Like watching her face was so entertaining. And then when like Brando came around, oh my gosh, you have to rewind this. I'm like, I don't even know if I can catch how fast that happens, but when he comes okay. around. <laughs> to Sasha, it's Willow's face. I had to rewind. It's so funny because she makes this like shocked, awkward <laughs> run away from the stripper. Crap, that's like my friend's baby daddy. I can't get stripped on by him. And she like runs off. It's so funny watching her face in those scenes. It was so good. It was yes. so good. And I loved how like they're like trying to cover Joss's eyes. And she's like, no, nice abs, Brandon. And I was like, oh my gosh, I loved it. It was so good. Again, I was still like, I was shocked, right? Bachelorette, they're getting married apparently the following day. But wow, they did a whole Bachelor Bachelorette thing. Right. Okay. So then you mentioned the awkwardness of Willow, but yet after he was like gone, she says, I have to, I have to say that I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed Brandon's performance. And Joss is like, me too. And then Olivia goes into this whole thing about strip clubs and back in the day and how she read about them. 
I love that. It was so, <laughs> so funny. I, I, I just found like the laughing, like with seeing Joss next to Willow. It oh was just gosh. so genuinely cute, yeah. right? It was really genuinely funny and giggly and cute. It was an interesting little bachelorette guest list. Yes. Um, you know, Sam's invite got lost in the mail. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, she's marrying her ex, but as you know, yeah. yeah. And so that I mean, poor Curtis, right? Because he's like oh, rented out to three gentlemen, and he's like, crap, like just get the hell out, Sam. Like, why won't you listen? Like, you're so stubborn. And then it was just awkward. Like, but apparently not to Jason. Like, he didn't care. He was just like, no, it's fine. Like, we can stay here. What, Sam? Like, he just It's like nobody's like, I feel nothing for you. So, cool, cool. What do you want to (laughs) say? It was, yeah, it was really weird. But also, you know, like, yes, it's awkward for her. Because I think it's just weird. Like, she says, like, process, but Mm -hmm. it's weird. It's still weird for us to see. But she obviously had her nice, flirty fun with, like, Dante when she sees him after. But, like, I felt bad for the bartender. Because Curtis is like, I'll leave you alone. And I'm like, you left her like in the middle of like a bizarre mob war. And then right? Jason was about to leave her alone with these guys. I know. I was I like, what is happening? Like, what? Yeah. Like, I think Jason's far more like he wasn't on point at all. That no, night. it just felt a little bit different that he wouldn't have gotten them out of there sort of a thing. Um, but I, anyways, I'm just in disbelief that they're only going to kiss in a day, but whatever. But also Dante mm-hmm. sucks. You know what I mean? Like, he's super hot, but then, like, yeah. he sucks. He's like, I'm going to arrest everybody. I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious? Why not just, like, arrest the Novak guy and his people? And then he's, like, telling Spinelli, like, oh, you'll just have to, like, hopefully you'll feel better in the morning or whatnot. I'm like, seriously? Seriously? I think there, I think there has to be some hijinks in order to, like, heighten the moment of, like, Carly getting Jason out of jail and that that's when maybe they'll have their kiss before the kiss. Like, who knows? Because she had a flashback. I know she did have a flashback. And I think this is so funny because you mentioned the word hijinks and you say it. You say it. And so <laughs> so today when I was watching Brando, I'm like, this is a hijinks. This is the kind of thing that Mel's references all the time. And once, look at it go. The hijinks is stripping. <laughs> well, that's what I, I'm going to go out tonight for some hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So good. <laughs> So, I mean, the parties were, the boys were not so fun and successful. The girls, I think it was great. And I love the role that Olivia played for everybody and her chat, yeah. especially with Carly, like them being allies basically through thick and thin. I really enjoy their friendship and partnership. We don't get it highlighted as much as I would like, but it was so beautiful yeah. at the bachelorette party. Their partnership, cheersing to the same in-laws. But I think what struck Carly a lot is when, when, um, her mom tells yeah. her, like, even when you didn't believe in us, like, you you, you proved us wrong, right? Like, you didn't live up to our expectations. You said something like that. And I think that was important for Carly because it's clear that she still sees herself through the lens that everyone else used to. And sometimes it feels like while she knows she's come a long way, that insecure part of her sees herself as still that girl. Yeah, that broke my heart. Like, especially when she said, like, I don't know why Jason loves me. You know, I stand up for me when I'm right and wrong and why he loves me. I was just like, my God, look around you. Look how far you've come. Look at all the things you've done. And I love that her mom said, like, this is the love you deserve. Like, it was so on point. And it, was, it needed to be said by her mother. 
But it is interesting, though, because if I take a second to understand why Carly feel, you know, has that part of her feels insecure, it's because, I mean, for a long time, the narrative from everyone else was, you're the one who's so desperate around him, and he's mm. just tolerating you, right? I think it's just the voice of everyone else, and I, I think that is what weighs on her, that it doesn't make sense, you know, because he was always there for her when literally everybody else wasn't and it was like they had a relationship but the narrative of that relationship was different to the public and only has changed recently right because everyone felt like you know that it was Carly chasing after Jason and then finally after like what 20 years you have Elizabeth sitting at a table with a group of women saying no like they mutually have been there for each other which is something that no one has ever really acknowledged that it was a two-way friendship it was always painted as he had to, or he was forced to. And it's like, seriously, now for the first time, like even Sam is saying, like, now he no longer has to choose. Like, even when he chose her, no one ever acknowledged it was Jason's choice. It was Carly is crazy. Carly is making this mm-hmm. happen. It was always put on her and never really acknowledged as a two-way friendship. Exactly. So I, I can see why that's hard for her. But yeah, I cannot wait to see her standing at the altar and see what happens next. Yeah, because the way it's going, it's so odd. Like, it's so unclear how this is all going to go. And especially with whatever Gladys did. Oh, okay, like, just you saying her name makes me, like, my skin crawl. Like, she's such a good actress that the level of disgust and hatred that comes through me to the screen <laughs> is like, wowza, you're, like, on point. But I have to admit, like, okay, it was gross. Like, I think we all knew what she was going to do. I mean, she did it with Cyrus. She just wants mm-hmm. the money, all that stuff. And <laughs> any chance to talk crap about Carly and make it look like her and Sunny were, like, super close. Mm-hmm. But what killed me was, like, the scene where she shows up at the garage. And she's oh, all man. super drunk around Carly. It was yep. really funny to watch Carly navigate that whole scene. Because it's quite physical, like with Gladys being drunk and everywhere and grabbing her. It was just interesting to watch how everyone played that scene. Well, yeah, because Carly at some point, it was almost like she was holding back a laugh, I felt like, because her face couldn't really compute. Because I don't think they expected the level of, like, drama that was going to, like, trip through their scene. And it was so awesome, because in that point, I was like, okay, this is hilarious. And I wasn't, like, super grossed out by Gladys. And especially when she was talking about um, her food selection, I was dying. It was funny. It was. I think that's what it was. Like, it was so comedic. It was such a different scene. Like, the whole thing just, like, completely popped. And even earlier, okay, so Jordan has a talk with Jason about the whole Cyrus thing. Yes. Okay. And I loved how Carly put it together really quick. You know, Laura's response to the wedding and the whole Martin. So she puts all that together super, super fast. And the whole Cyrus thing. So it was interesting to then find out which family Cyrus is actually working with because it's not the Novak family. No. So then I thought about you again because I'm like, okay, this is a high security prison in the middle of nowhere. So he can have visitors. He can have visitors from the five families. And not only that, he can talk about plotting and planning and blowing shit up. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay. All right. This is cool. This is super cool. This is scary. I hate it. Okay, I was shocked. Like, I was shocked because I just figured they were just, you know, talking about him. 
And mm -hmm. I just, I find it so interesting how Cyrus and Peter are just linked, right? While Peter returned like the week before, the point is they departed together and returned together. Yeah. So that in itself, I'm like, okay, interesting. But the first thing I thought of when I saw him, again, I was super shocked to see him back on screen. And I also kept thinking, you had literally just said a few podcasts ago, you could finally sleep at night. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, 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 this is not good. But now I'm scared, right? Because he wants to strike at the wedding. So it's the thing, like, I'm really unsure, right, about how this wedding's going to go. We know a lot happens at a wedding. But at this point, I'm like, I don't know if the wedding's going to happen. Some people are in jail. There's no telling if Sonny will show up. You know, mm -hmm. I'm thinking at this point, no memory in hand. Um Will there be a strike? I'm guessing not directly at the wedding because the wedding is supposed to serve as an alibi and some attack is going to happen, you know? At the same time as the wedding. Every, <laughs> everywhere. Like some kind of, like all the places will get hit at the same time or some crap like that. Who knows? I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> but super scared about what's going to happen in a day in 14 days. Oh my god, so scared because that's exactly it. Like, who's going to be at the church? Obviously, nobody's going to be hurt there. Okay, fine. But everywhere else, like all of their guards, all of their like, I mean, what do they have? The dock and the coffee house. I don't think they have more though. <laughs> I know, like we're going to take them down. <laughs> all the perks, all the perks. I don't know. I don't know where they keep their stuff. But do you know? Do you know what I thought was? Um, funny because it's making me think about like the pier was mm -hmm. Jordan and uh, Sean okay did you catch mm -hmm. that okay I thought it was so cute where she's like I'll help you like when I'm off duty and then she gets all giggly because she's like grabbing the food yeah. and I'm like this is interesting because like Curtis was a PI and like she did nothing off duty with him <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I feel like she spent all her time like I don't even think she was ever off duty and then with Sean, she's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to do my job. And then I'm going to stop doing my job and then spend time with you to do some things with you. Okay. Like, so what I, I like, it was amazing it. on so many points because I think Sean said to Jordan, like, are you ever off duty? And she just yeah. kind of made a face. So that was cute. So like, it speaks to the point that he like gets her way more obviously than Curtis. So I love the part about donuts one, because they're my favorite, but also the whole like cop thing. And it was just cute to see them together. See Jordan like acting normal with another human because I we've seen so much drama with like her and Curtis. So this was just like a whole sweet love situation. But at the same time, it's like Sean just friends with Alexis. Is there like another triangle happening? Like what's going on? Okay. I don't mean to get into logistics. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> but I did think it was weird that like what was happening? Was Jordan talking too long that he just left and went to go buy donuts and then came back? <laughs> Is that one of those things where she dives into like her imagination yeah. and, having a fly, and she's like, yeah. So, okay. So there's that. Um, I don't know. I mean, Alexis is in jail. So I kind of feels like he's thinking, okay, she's unavailable maybe, but I mean, they're both his exes, True. you know, but, but. You know, mm -hmm. Jordan thought he was interesting enough to cheat on her husband with. Fair. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know what this little investigation is going to bring. Also, speaking of ex-lovers, um, <laughs> Britt's awkward encounter, which <gasps> she was intending on being sweet 
right? Yes. She, she was really trying. Part of me did wish that, you know, Carly was like, thanks. But I think Carly might've just been caught off guard, but yes. she's trying. But part of me is like, just walk away. It's really awkward. Just walk away. And like Jason just signed there because this is weird, right? Because before there was all of this, like, we're not together. And we were, and then we're not, and then now you're getting married. There was all of this, but it yes. was weird for me watching this, knowing that Jason was like, no, I was trying to kiss her. Like, I was trying to kiss my fiance. Like, I think I want to yeah. sleep with my wife. So, <laughs> so weird. So, like, we know in his head, like, like that's Jason, right? Like, the door's closed here. It's bittersweet, but in, he's, like, moving forward. That's Jason. And yes, she's a absolutely. civilian, right? So there's that reality. Remember, he's like, I got to survive. Got to survive the business, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, part of me is like, what's up with this scene? You know what I mean? Like, you see her trying to date. Cool. I love how that the excuse happened and the phone call and how she's like, I really wish you called me with the emergency. <laughs> so I wouldn't be lying. And then you have Jason looking over and drinking. And it's like, okay, I'm sorry. But like at this point in the story, you can't expect me to buy into Jason's longing anymore, right? Because in my head, it's like, it, it is what it is, right? He, the business comes first and Carly just happens to be there, right? It's, it's that five family language of whether you're a civilian or not. And while the five families see Carly as a, as a civilian, Jason doesn't. Brit is. Exactly. I think it was just more to show that Jason is flawed and it's not about him longing for Brit. It's about the whole territorial thing like he's fighting for the five families but he still hasn't completely detached from Brit like he doesn't want yeah. to see as much as he has moved on with Carly he doesn't want to see her on a date like knowing she's on a date is different than seeing she's on a date the same thing like Sam you know knowing Jason's getting married and she's completely over him and loving up Dante seeing it in front of her face having a bachelor party is just weird I like that that makes sense cool cool what do you think about Gladys uh going to this uh wedding as a plus one Oh my gosh, she's gonna make it kind of funny. Like right? I, hate, I hate to admit it, but she's she's gonna add to it, right? Because I feel like she might be the audience voice, that loud person in the wedding, just commenting on whatever she sees. I think she may have that role. Okay, so I kind of love the Novak dude because he's like, you remind me of my ex-wife. He was just loving up her comedy act, and he just like, what, what did you say? He's like, why do you want to go? Because you're talking all this yes. BS about them. It's like, uh, duh, because it's the hottest ticket in town. And he just busted out laughing. I'm like, I could almost see this working for real because he gets her crazy. Yeah, he seems straight up entertained by it and not put off by it at all, right? Because like you said, he calls her on her stuff, but then finds her answers funny. And then I don't even understand this. He's like, you remind me of my ex-wife. She's like, well, that's not a compliment. He's like, she left me. I was like, I, I don't understand this even more. Like, I don't understand. Because does she leave you air quotes in a ditch? Like, what do you mean, leave you? Oh, my God. Okay, I didn't think about it that way. I just thought about the fact that, like, he couldn't handle her lifestyle, but he liked her as a person, as a human, whereas Gladys would full-on take on that role like nobody's business and love up that lifestyle. And if that actually worked, she would get what she wanted and stay out of Brando and Sasha's hair. Like, I'm almost rooting for them to work. And I could sort of see it, though. Because, like, for me, I just saw this as a temporary plot, right? Going mm -hmm. to this wedding. But looking back, there was straight-up chemistry, and the guy seemed super taken with her. Right? Like, I, like I thought oh, it was cute. Even wow. though she's annoying, like, their scenes together and her drunk scene were some of my faves. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. She drives me insane, but she definitely gets that reaction. 
<laughs> Absolutely. She got me on a roller coaster of emotions. Oh, well, they're limited. It's just mostly annoying, and <laughs> but it's still good. It's still good. She gets a laugh out of me here and there. That is true. That is very, very true. But there's one more thing we do before we leave everybody off is say our gold star favorite. Are series. you reminding um, me? Are you trying to like jog my memory? <laughs> a little bit. Just like a recap, like they do in the soaps for everybody, for you, for me, for the audience. You know? <laughs> so meta. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> It's all about me. <laughs> uh, when Anna was talking to Carly and she compared Jason to her Robert, I was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, I, I rolled that. I'm like, what do you mean? She That's lives it. in an alternate universe. That's why it was freaking hilarious. And also the Anna um, Obrecht scene where she's like, <laughs> she's telling her about her trip. And Anna's like, well, didn't you use your, didn't you lose your license? And Obrecht is like, oh, thank you. I had completely forgotten. <laughs> It's like, yes, Captain Obvious. She knows what the H is going on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, she, but she could still learn at a conference. You know what I mean? I was like, come on, Anna Banana. <laughs> um, okay, when we're talking about camping, we're talking about the ratio of, like, kids to adults. I love that Violet said, Daddy and Aunt Elizabeth are old and they're here. <laughs> I know. I love I love how Elizabeth's like, excuse me. Do you want to be taken home after this camping trip? Um, okay, and the line that we couldn't remember that Finn said. Okay, so first of all, Finn gets my sexy star. Yeah, I, I love how like... you had to say it in a sexy way. You're like, I'm going to have to whisper it because it's so sexy. Because I'm kind of embarrassed because it's like, okay, so he's like a doctor and he's like outdoorsy and he's like, he knows all of the things and he like dresses well and he's like his dry sense of humor. Anyway, so what he says to me okay. is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was like, come here and we can share body heat. That was yeah. the line. Yeah. Whew. Okay. 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 And then, um, okay, my last favorite, and I promise I'm finished after this, is when Olivia was asking Dante about Sam and she did a little eyebrow raise. Killed me. I like that whole thing because he'll repeatedly tell her stop meddling and she like does not stop asking <laughs> she like she's like so like you're going on a date then so then you're dating you're dating he's like oh my god like she just she just sort of tramples all over him it's so funny okay so do you have any gold stars to give out any crazy stars any thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna give some stars to brando and his performance yeah. oh that god. was amazing yes. stripper star gold and i'm gonna give stars to the almost kiss and the scene that was elizabeth and finn yeah, sexy that's star. It. yeah. okay do you give yeah. two sexy stars okay okay well yeah one it. each yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah that's it i, I won't <laughs> add any more to this <laughs> gotta make it stop Oh my god. Okay, so thank you for listening to us. We did it. We covered yes. all of the things. Have a fabulous, I believe it's a long weekend in the US as well as Canada. So enjoy that extra day. And that's a wrap, folks. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. <laughs>